Welcome to the show where we interview our network of B2B SaaS experts. This is the Notion Capital Podcast, hosted by Paul Papadimitriou. Hi, and today I'm with Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Paul. Good friend of mine, so it's been a while I haven't seen you. So for the listeners, can you tell us who you are? As you alluded to it, we're good friends and part Greek in a sense. Have been in venture for about three years. I have a long career in the IT sector. I started as a developer many, many years ago in Silicon Valley in the previous boom in the 2000s with Cisco. Uh, spent about 10 years at Cisco initially as an engineer and over time moved into corporate development doing investments and acquisitions. And then spent a short time at an Internet of Things startup as chief operating officer and over time moved into Amazon Web Services where I engaged a lot in interacting with the early stage ecosystems across all of Europe and Israel. And more recently, I was with Excel Partners on the investment team before I joined Notion about two years ago. So enough about the past. <laughs> that was fast. Because the point of today's episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about how venture is evolving. But when we were preparing the show, you said, oh, you know, it's about looking into the future. What we're we going to do in the next 10 years. So how do you see venture evolving? How do you see them not evolving maybe and that they should pay attention to? As we discussed, I've been in venture for about three years now. And over the course of the last 15 or so years, I've been in the industry, I've been looking at venture from an outside lens. And uh, it is a fascinating environment. You're always at the edge of doing investments at the next frontier. You're learning on an ongoing basis. But at the same time, it's a very, very small team by the nature of how venture works. You're never going to scale a team like in a company would. You're always a very small team. So with that small team, you always have to make sure you adjust as markets adjust, uh, continue learning, continue exploring new sectors, new geographies that are becoming more mature in the startup ecosystem. So what I noticed over the years is, in a sense, venture never really evolved. It was always, and I think it will, up to a certain extent, continue to be a people business because the majority of what we do as investors is We're there for our entrepreneurs to talk to us whenever they have an issue, whenever they're going through difficulties or good parts and bad parts of the business. And we help source people for them. We help them a lot with recruiting. So we have to be emotionally intelligent up to a certain point to understand the gaps within the business and help them understand who the right people will be and go source them for them. Now, in all of these journeys, of course, to help your entrepreneurs and to nurture them and to help them recruit, you have to find them. So the way sourcing has been done over the years in venture hasn't really evolved. And we live in an era where it's ever cheaper to create companies with cloud computing, with very many new sources of financing. Everything is enabling more and more ecosystems to generate more and more startups. So there's a proliferation of startups. There's a proliferation of ideas. There's a lot of unemployment, which causes people to look for new sources of working and creating new companies and new opportunities. That means the same teams, the same size teams that we always have in venture, the five to 10 people within a venture fund or three to 10 people need to look at an increasing amount of companies in an increasing amount of locations, cities or geographies with the very same processes. And that's really not scalable. I do about 35, 36 trips a year. I go to all these countries in in Europe and meet entrepreneurs 
We get a lot of inbound, we look at a lot of events, a lot of different sources, but our internal processes, for the most part, haven't really evolved, and not just us, for all of the venture firms. So it's always been intriguing to me to understand how do you continue evolving your model and not be a dinosaur when you're investing in the very best in the ecosystem. And if you look at venture, there's a lot of different angles to it. There's the initial sourcing. If you look at it from a process or from a pipeline point of view, there's the initial sourcing and building your pipeline. There's the qualification and picking the who you think are the winners. There's the investing into them. There's the ongoing portfolio management and supporting them. And obviously there's the selling aspect of it. I've been thinking a lot about how do you obviously optimize and improve in an era of automation where we live each and every one of those aspects of the business. There are a lot of tools that have begun to evolve or surface over the last two or three years in terms of capturing a lot of information about companies who are fundraising, how many people they're hiring, what their track record is in terms of how many people follow them on social media and all of these things like a Mattermark or Pitchbook and Crunchbase has its own more focused product now. And obviously that's a very, very good early indication and tool to look at. And all of the investors have very quickly adopted some of these tools. But what a lot of these tools don't do is understand how each particular firm works and what are their criteria and what are the decision makings. And to be honest, it's very, very individual. And each firm has its own culture and its own process and its own triggers that make it like or not like certain companies. Some firms have begun building their own platforms, which is very interesting because you're beginning to see firms hire developers and creating their own labs. A firm that does this brilliantly, in my view, and has a quite sophisticated product is uh, Kima Ventures, which is an early stage fund in France and uh, the rest of Europe, and they process volumes, and they build a very good labs team to do that. But don't forget that Venture has a very limited budget, and it's a very small team, in a sense, so not all firms can build labs. So I'm continuously looking for ways to see how to better use data, how to better use processes, how to better use tools to reduce that funnel. Just to, to give you an example, that's part of, of a first wave of things that are top of mind and we're going through replacing our current CRM system, which is, as you will find in a lot of VC firms, using CRM systems that were built for sales processes to try and adjust it and make it work for venture, which doesn't really work. I mean, it works from a tracking companies and tracking contacts, but doesn't really give you very many signals, doesn't have good analytics in, in the way that you want it. And some of us customize those tools, but we're more and more looking to find better ways to improve that process. So basically here, what you are explaining me is the better use of data for decision-making for ventures in order to scale up your own business into looking to approach and invest in startups around the world. It's interesting because when I was listening to you, everything you just mentioned correlates a lot with what we hear nowadays. The buzzword is artificial intelligence or machine learning. It's about, uh, again, using the data on a data sets and learning about the environment that surrounds you. When you look a little bit into what uh, AI or, again, machine learning 
learning, and I'm going to use this word alternatively, although they don't mean the exact same thing. It used to be that the first companies were very research-driven. The second types of companies were more like into developing APIs. What you are telling me here is that you're into that a bit of a third wave of machine learning companies that are looking into specific data sets. So you'd be actually looking into creating or understanding how to create and leverage this type of technologies specifically for the venture world. Correct. And the tricky part with that is you could tell me why aren't startups tackling that space and building products to sell to venture? And there are some. The problem is with some of those companies is you're selling into a very small audience. Venture is still a microcosm if you think about it. However much we think we're special and and the best (laughs) in the world, um, it's a very, very small audience with a very small budget. So you can't necessarily build a scalable very big company in that sector. So obviously you can build an organic business that makes a good revenue and and lives a very healthy life. Um, But as VCs, we we discount those companies, obviously, and we want them to grow bigger and faster and more. And that's why a lot of VCs end up bringing it in-house, which has its own risks in many ways in terms of maintenance and staying up to date. But at the same time, it caters to this very specialized and individual characteristics of how each VC does its own business. Again, it's something that, do I have the answer to it? No, but it's something that is top of mind for me and the business and the company here at Notion of how do we continue to improve that aspect. Um, And in a similar subject, later on as we source people for our companies, obviously now it's all, who do I know that is a good product manager for a particular business that I have? It's all top of mind or spreadsheets. How do you continue to improve that? LinkedIn is not very good at that. So we are looking at a lot of capabilities that can help us better access our network and help our companies recruit on the back of that. Would that also mean for a company like Notion and other VC firms that the composition of your team could evolve in the future? And I'm not talking about the labs you previously mentioned, but having to hire more engineers to If not, build them because you say it might be too costly for VC firms, but at least understanding this uh, new era of VC firms, that would mean that there would be less people like you, Chris, or more people like you, Chris, depending on which side of uh, I want to see you as. You know what I mean? Like uh, like changing the, the scope of... Do you think it will happen? I think it is happening, to be honest. And there's a lot of firms that are toying with it by bringing old developers or engineers or CTOs as entrepreneurs in residence that in effect end up building some of these systems for them. There's other firms that might have more budget where they will hire specialized teams to do that. At Notion, we always, I mean, if you look at the background of the team, we're very, very special in many ways. We all come from (laughs) operating roles. We all care about having the right mix of culture and, and beliefs within the organization and less so about having the traditional background that VC firms had until now, especially in Europe, which is more around banking or consulting or things like that. In that sense, we always are interested in talking to people that want to join venture that might have a bit of a developer or engineer background that can help us both in terms of due diligence uh, for companies that we look at, but at the same time, think about things in how do we improve our own processes and what kind of systems we should be looking at and what kind of processes we should be looking at. So absolutely, we are seeing that change across VC firms, which is very exciting to see. And I'm very happy to see that, especially in Europe, which up until now has been very stale in terms of backgrounds of people. But I think we're just at the beginning of that. 
You started by mentioning that you believe that the VC ecosystem will remain a people business. What separates some VC firms from others is, of course, the quality of the people, the quality of the network, but also the culture. Do you think that the value you'd offer at Notion and other firms would offer would change over time because of addition of more automation within their processes? Yeah, I mean, if you look at what traditionally is called the junior team in venture, they're brought in effectively to do a couple of core functions. Uh, one is to do research, understand new markets, do market sizing, see what's happening in future sectors that a firm you should be looking at. And then the second one is to meet companies at volume, to go source several companies, go to events, wave the flag and market the fund and meet 15, 20, 30 companies per week to do more and more volume. Obviously, that's extremely valuable still, but at the same time, I'm more interested to see how that automation that we talked about can improve that aspect of the process in terms of helping with a lot of the learnings of what we've done in the past, of what we want to do in the future, what kind of characteristics a business has to help us reduce that top of funnel even more and more and allow more free time, both for the junior resources on the team to focus on more value-add capabilities and also for the rest of the investment team, even the more senior members. For example, one of our junior members on the team has been focusing a lot more on going through a lot of the metrics that we have. We have 30 plus portfolio companies in Notion that are all B2B SaaS companies. And we have metrics from C to Series F and benchmarks of all of these companies. So we want someone on the team to extract them, build best practices, share them with our portfolio companies, share them with the ecosystem, help us in our decision making. Up until now, we haven't had that opportunity to do that. So by optimizing the way we run, we allow more time for that resource to go do that activity, which is a lot more value add for everyone. We want our junior resources to spend more time on boards and engage more with our portfolio companies and learn and be able to help them source talent and everything else. Again, if they're out just talking to new companies, they will never evolve as people. And we will treat them always as this transient resource that comes in for a year or two and then churn them and bring new ones, which could be fine, but that doesn't necessarily build culture in a way. But that would also allow you yourself, people like you and, you know, the management team to have probably also more time because you, what you're describing me here is an increasingly complex, well, you know, more data. How do we scale up? How do we, you know, find the right companies we want to invest in? But the type of companies you're investing in are being themselves more complicated. So. It will also require people like you, Chris, to better understand what these companies are doing. So you exactly. need to also scale up your own knowledge, right? Exactly. And I wish I had more free time to think and learn. So hopefully the future of venture will allow me that. Well, on that, Chris, uh, I'm looking forward to see what you will accomplish within the next five to 10 years. I will have many other chances to interview you. I don't know if my role will disappear, we'd be replaced by a robot one day, but um, I hope to see you again. <laughs> Likewise, Paul. Cheers. <laughs>